Welcome to the All Financial Hour podcast with Steve All. Market Watch had an interesting take on tax planning. They said you shouldn't change your financial behavior just to avoid taxes. They say a good tax planning strategy is one that allows you to keep doing what you want to do while reducing your tax liabilities in the process. So, Steve, talk to us about your approach when it comes to dealing with tax issues. And of course, as we plan for retirement, how does all this work together? Well, tax planning and financial planning are closely linked, you know, because taxes are such a large expense for most people when it comes to retirement. And I believe tax planning is about arranging your finances in ways that can either postpone or avoid taxes or go ahead and pay them at a rate that you control versus what it might happen in the future. For many years, tax planning was defer, 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 defer. Mm -hmm. Why? You're going to be in a lower tax bracket in retirement. And now we're looking at it that that's not true for a lot of people. It's, it's, you know, because of the fact that most of our income in retirement, if we have a pension, Mm -hmm. ordinary income. Right. If we're taking money out of our 401ks and IRAs, ordinary income. Sure. Well, if I have a lifestyle that requires $100,000 a year to do what I want to do, didn't matter whether that 100000 came from a paycheck, ordinary income, or pensions and IRA distributions. And then when we throw the craziness around the taxability of Social Security in there, we, we pretty well are going to be in the same tax bracket if we're going to live the same lifestyle. And, and I'm a firm believer that taxes aren't a problem if you have the money to pay them. Mm-hmm. We, ha- we have to look at with some of the gains that people have had, they're coming in and they're sitting and talking with us, some of what we call the pandemic stocks that went way up due to the pandemic. Well, we might not necessarily want to sell them all at one time, but we lo- need to look at it and say, do I need this exposure? And I have to look at my own personal story when it comes to stocks. I remember back in the 90s, I was not in the industry at that time, Mm -hmm. and I owned one of the hot technology stocks. And it was up to over $100 a share, and I had bought it for like $18 to $20 a share. And I called the person that I was dealing with at the time, and I said, I want to sell. He goes, it'll kill you with taxes. Mm -hmm. So I held on to it. Well, what happened to a lot of those high-flying stocks from the technology era? Down, 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 down. Mm -hmm. When I sold it, I didn't have to pay a lot of taxes. And then I looked at it. If it makes sense to sell because the valuation can change or go down, put the money back for the taxes. Don't reinvest it. As I said, taxes aren't a problem if you have the money to pay them. And I'm a firm believer that we should pay them at rates that we want to pay them at. So I believe that tax planning is very important. Yes. Not only for ourselves, but what about the generation that's to follow us? Do we want to pass on a large tax time bomb, IRAs and 401ks, to our children when we're no longer here? Because most parents pass away in their children's higher earning years. Well, when they eliminated the stretch IRA, now your child's only got 10 years to pull that money out of that taxable asset and pay taxes on it. Well, if you're in your highest earning years and you have a large amount 
mm-hmm. that you're going to have to do, they will pay taxes at a rate probably much higher than you deferred it at. That wasn't the goal when you put it in there. Let's look at it and see how could we be tax efficient, not only for ourselves, but for our heirs when we're no longer here. It's the way we use tax planning, not tax avoidance, because if I'm going to, quote, be more tax efficient now, the only way I can move money from an IRA to a Roth IRA or into a life insurance financial tool, I have to pay ta- some taxes now. Mm-hmm. But I'd rather pay some now and none in the future if possible than a whole bunch in the future when they raise tax rates. When they raise. That's the key. When. <laughs> Definitely. When. It's this, not an if. Yes. It's a when. Of the different generations, Fidelity says it's baby boomers who are the most over-invested in stocks. The listener told us that uh, he gets the idea that he's supposed to be in the market, even though he admits that he's actually a little nervous. It feels like 08 times 2 right now, and it feels like at any moment it could go, and yet people are jumping in like this is the beginning of something great, when it really feels to me like it's coming to the end. It's interesting that he mentions the 08 crash, um, and a lot of people were skeptical about what the pandemic was going to do to the market. But here's the idea. Don't we have to take big risk if we want to get the big reward? Not necessarily. That's a, that's one of those other myths, you know, conventional financial wisdom. To get a big return, you have to take a lot of risk. That's not necessarily true. And I believe that return should be based on need, not greed. Pat and Kenny had come into the office. They had about $2 million in investable assets, and he was ultra aggressive. Mm -hmm. Pat was a little nervous about it. We'll put it that way. And then when I sat down with him, I I said, you know, I have to ask you a few questions. He said, okay. I said, it's obviously you have the capacity for risk because your current portfolio is there. He goes, yeah, it doesn't really bother me. I said, so your attitude is it's okay also. Correct. I said, do you need to take the risk? And he Mm kind of looked at it. He said, no, not really. And I said, then why are we doing it? And, and, you know, because he had over $2 million in investable assets. Mm-hmm. And he was about 95% invested in equities. He had about three years till he's going to retire. So I looked at it and said, if you don't need to take the risk, why are we? And I, and I asked that question. If your portfolio increased by 20% this year, would it change your retirement? He said, no, not really. Hmm. I said, what if it decreased by 20%, would it change your retirement? And, and he just kind of sat there for a minute, and then I answered for him, probably not because you have enough assets, but it would change your retirement psychologically. So why are we taking all this risk? And then we kind of sit down and we looked at it, and we said, you know, let's look at maybe taking about 30% of the risk off the table. We use that fixed indexed annuity that cannot go down due to market volatility. And we kind of used it for the bond replacement side of his portfolio. So we no quote, fixed income portion. And then he could maintain that 70% of his assets that were in a little bit more aggressive portfolios or equities. So it gave him the availability to still be invested at a risk that he was able to do, but he had a portion of his assets that were protected that could not go down to to market volatility. And that's when we look at it now. We believe that a bond replacement could be a very good tool for people out there because of the fact what happens to bond prices? 
when interest rates rise, they go down. They go down. So let's be careful with that and look at it to say, I do not have to be 100% invested in the market as I move towards my retirement years. And there are ways to get investment style returns without the risk. The fixed index annuity is tied to an index. If the index goes up, I get the gains. If the index goes down, I don't get the losses. Sounds too good to be true. Most people say, Steve, how do they do that? It's too good to be true. And I sit here and say, let's come in. Let's sit and talk about how that works and how we could look at a portion of your portfolio that could not go down due to market volatility so that we can be as aggressive as we're comfortable with with those other dollars because I got protected amounts. And if I have a downturn in the market, I can pull some funds out of the fixed indexed annuity that can't go down instead of pulling out of a depressed asset that takes away the availability for that portfolio to regain the losses that it had suffered. Thanks for listening to the All Financial Hour podcast. Catch the full show Saturday at 7 a.m. on the voice of St. Louis, KMOX. Steve All is an investment advisor representative of Retirement Wealth Advisors, Inc., an SEC-registered investment advisor. The All Financial Group, Retirement Wealth Advisors, and the All Financial Hour podcast are not affiliated. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Insurance license in the state of Missouri. Insurance license number 8039738.